0: Hello, Talbot Village. This is the Talbot Village podcast, episode number five. I'm here with my co-host, Jawad. Hey, everyone. And tonight we're joined by uh, Joel Richet, who is a neighbor of ours and the owner and operator of Beulet Biard, which we'll we'll get to, but for the non-French speaking folk, it's uh, uh, Bubbles
1: and Beers is the uh, the english piece um joel thanks for uh, thanks for joining us yeah thanks for having us i'm uh, I'm honored to be alongside the Talva village mayor colin Ambmbroskas and hey. um, and Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> we uh
0: we, we try we try <laughs> um yeah so joel um Joel started his own his own um it's a mobile beverage and entertainment company right. and Billy Bialik like i said and we'll uh, we'll harass him a little bit on the name because Joel and I are both um, French-speaking individuals, and um, we've been talking about the name, and it's, it's, it's unique. And why don't you give us a little bit on, on the name?
1: Yeah, sure, so um, getting into kind of like the mobile bars and entertainment industry, um, it's, it's not unique across Canada and the US. It's actually, uh, it's actually pretty big uh, south of the border as well as in the UK. And there's a few mobile bars um, that are popping up out west in Western Canada. So when we were thinking about a name for the business, um, we noticed that there were a lot of similar names in English. So for instance, there's a name called, there's a company called uh, Bubbles and Brews. Uh, there's another one called the Bubble Bus Company. Um, so we wanted to, still capture the spirit of kind of champagne, wine, and beer, uh, but finding something that's a little bit unique and also kind of tapping into my French background. Um, so uh, we came up with Veribia, which has a really nice ring to it, uh, nice alliteration, and luckily nobody's copyrighted it and nobody has it. Because so, nobody can pronounce <laughs> it. Yeah, because nobody could <laughs> pronounce it. You know what? Not now him talking about it, it's, it's grown on me a little bit. Yeah, I kind of like it. So, and that's actually the feedback we got. So my business partner actually uh, kind of relayed to me anytime he's he shared the name in, in London, uh, that he's gotten good feedback on it. Um, and it's a good conversation starter, right? Because people see it and they may not immediately know what it is, but our logo kind of screams what it is. Um, so then they'll ask that question, hey, what are you guys, what are you guys about, right? So it's a great kind of conversation piece and a conversation starter. And who knows, maybe it'll eventually evolve to B&B or something like that and have its own name. Right. But, uh, but for now, it's just a great way to get our name out there and, uh, and we like it. So I think that's what's important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%.
0: And let's be honest, like uh, you, if you have a very generic, bland name, it's easy to remember and easy to forget. Yeah. When you look at your name, you, you have to. And because I, I, we, were, we were just talking about this, but my assistant was looking at it the other day and it was, she had to stop and think about it. And now that you had to stop and think about it and then try and pronounce it, it's that much more ingrained. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting concept. It is tough to, to say for the non, non-French non speaking individuals,
1: but it's unique. The funny thing too, uh, a little bit of a tangent. So I had an eight-year-old a bulldog that just recently passed away, Louis. Colin knows him very well. But most people, most uh, English first language people that try to pronounce it they'll they'll start off and they'll say bullies and and beers right Bullies, yes. and yeah. and for me it just it's like almost like a little bit of a in honor of my bully you know what i mean because yeah. like it, it kind of happened in a transition point where we were kind of getting over the loss of our of our dog and like the fact that like people are always bringing up like our bully i was like it's almost like a weird transition i know it's 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 a weird it's a weird connection that i guess i only have in my own head about it um, yeah but, absolutely but yeah Nice, well, why don't you give us um, kind of a quick breakdown. Obviously, mobile pop-up
0: bars doesn't mean a whole lot to everybody. So like, what's what's your stick?
1: Yeah, yeah, so uh, essentially, um, we are able to provide a service that the London and surrounding area hasn't really seen. And really what that is, is uh, the ability for any kind of event that you're planning, whether that be a birthday, uh, corporate event, uh, you know, uh, a kid's birthday even, it doesn't really matter. Um, a lot of time you want to have something that's a little bit special, a little bit different. And what we're able to provide is um, think of, you know, your kegger that you would have potentially gone to when you were in university and classing that up. So um, you, we've got our keggerator that's wood wrapped. We have different panels to go around the keggerator So either white or kind of rustic. And it really kind of provides that wow factor for any event that you're at. Uh, We'll provide both the equipment and the tap tenders, uh, so the servers for your event. Um, So it just kind of takes whatever event that you're doing to the next level. And it doesn't have to be alcoholic beverages, it can be kombucha, it can be um, anything really that's sparkling, right? So sparkling water, you can even do, you can even do pop if you really wanted to right, so uh, it 's all up to the client what they want, and we 'll try to facilitate that so there 's basically a couple of different um, a couple of different options you have your entry level, your mid level and, and your your high level, so your entry level are are basically dry carts so uh, it's basically a champagne cart that uh, you can rent and have it at your event uh it's got areas for you to put all your kind of champagne glasses and and your chilled your chilled wine but there's no refrigeration system there's no tap system or anything it's, it's basically just a fancy cart right so that's kind of entry level you want to jazz up something at your party you can you can get that uh, brought in um, then the second level up is those tap carts that i just described uh, and then kind of the The premium rental is uh, actually like a 1930s, think like a Peaky Blinders truck. Uh, We just got our hands on one of those, and it's going to have actually six taps on it. So, yeah, um, I saw
0: the uh, you're posted on Instagram. If it 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 follows follow this company on Instagram because they got some pretty cool stuff. I saw the truck on Instagram. It's it's wild. Like this thing's like a u like it came out of the
1: UK. Came out out of the old school UK. Like I'm thinking like 1930s feel. It is. So here's the thing. It looks like a 1930s truck, but it's actually a company called Asquith, which I had to Google it. And even when you Google this company name, Asquith Motors, nothing comes up really. So they've only actually in their existence, and they've been around for about 100 years, but in their existence, they've only made about a thousand vehicles. And this Mm. is one of them. Nice. Um, they're still actually in production today. Um, so this particular model is actually a 1990. Uh, and it's on uh, a 1994 Transit chassis, but it's made to look like a 1930s vehicle. Nice. Um, so the previous owners were actually Moosehead. Uh, so Moosehead, oh, nice. yeah, Moosehead actually owned the vehicle under the Premium Beers brand. Um, and that was in kind of the late 90s, early 2000s. They had it set up as a beer truck and they have all the holes are still in it for where the taps were. Uh, The previous owner bought it just because he was a collector. He loved it. He started refinishing it. They actually switched out the engine. They put a small block 350 engine in it. They switched out out the transmission, uh, put an automatic instead of a standard uh, and uh, that's kind of where he got with it. Uh, and now his wife wanted him to offload it and I'm the beneficiary of that, right? (laughs) So, um, they had taken out all the tap equipment and everything thinking that the new buyer wasn't going to want it to be a tap truck, right? And funny enough, I want it to be a tap truck, so I'm going to have to try to retrofit it all back, right? Nice. So we're going to actually in the midst of doing all that. I don't anticipate that the truck will be ready until probably this spring will be the release of kind of the truck. Um, just because there's a ton of work to do, and we're kind of at the end of the season right now, right? So. Right.
0: So you have you have a wedding, you have a party of some sort. You get this company that drives up in a truck, and it pulls up at your driveway, or I'm assuming you can go off road with this thing if you need to.
1: Off road? I wouldn't well, like you would into a field off-road. if it's like a back, you know. Well, well yeah, yeah. As long as it's not like like a brush field, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So this thing, this truck pulls up. And I'm trying to I'm trying to envision it, but like, are all the the taps just exterior to the vehicle at all times, or do they have to be
1: installed each time? And like, I was no, they're they're permanent they're permanent fixtures on the exterior of the vehicle. Oh nice. Um, I mean, you wouldn't want to have kegs just kind of sitting oh, of there. Of course They're all, uh, but inside, right? yeah, exactly. But no, the taps are all kind of. So when this thing's driving down the road, there's actually six taps on the outside of it. That's so wicked. Awesome. Yeah, that's wicked. So, so it's so you got to get your logo right above the taps because people are going to be taking 100%, pictures of this right? thing. You driving around. This is a driving marketing campaign on its own, right? And and I personally, and I, I I'm into cards. Yeah. I personally have never seen one of these in my life. Right. No, well, I've, I didn't see it either. Yeah. I, I was I a, it was pretty wild. I was a bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. When we pulled the trigger on this thing, I was a bit nervous that we weren't going to be able to find parts. What gave me a little bit of peace of mind was that it was in a a Ford Transit was the chassis, right? So then I was like, okay, let me do a little bit of research. And I started looking online, uh, talked to the mechanic. I was like, how much is it going to cost to get this thing kind of mechanically fit? He's like, well, I think we're going to have to redo the brakes and do them all custom because I can't find the parts. So I was like, oh, I was like, that might get pricey, right? So using my millennial web skills... I uh, managed to track down a UK auto parts site that has all the brake parts that we need, which is amazing. Nice. So we priced it all out today, actually. And I think it's like 137 pounds for all the parts that we need, which I well, think is what, three, 400 bucks? Well, it depends on what the pound is doing. Yeah, Yeah. but (laughs) I I mean, I I think the pound is like generally what two, three times more than like the Canadian dollar or something like that. Yeah, like one and a half to two. Yeah, so so I mean, relatively cheaper than what it would be to have the brakes completely machined and custom, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and there there's a ton
0: of uh, mechanics in Tell Village, so if anybody's listening and you have the ability to to help reach out i'm sure joel might be able to uh
1: or if you just want to work on a super cool project yeah we
2: accept volunteer
1: hours that's, that's
0: <laughs> what he's it's trying interns, to say right cool. yeah. there's got to be interns a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff
1: yeah well it's actually really cool there's a there's a company outside of toronto called obc inc and i had been in contact with them because i own a 2002 uh f250 and the it's truck a, but hold on
0: by the way it's a 2002 f250 Everything about it has been replaced. Like this thing, we, we joke about it all the time. It's the oldest truck with the most new, like the whole thing has been just this that and the other thing
1: but to be clear it only has fifty thousand original kilometers <laughs> sure, so sure. it's worth it to it's a very bit clean truck yeah. and uh yeah joel's replaced a lot of this thing. right so to go on that same line uh one of the things i was a bit concerned about with a truck being a 2002 and fords are notorious for resting out right mm-hmm. uh was what do i do about this frame Right, uh, and making sure that like it's not rusting out on me from the inside out. Right, uh, so there's a company out in Toronto called OBC Inc. So I had reached out to them about the truck, and they're they're a really unique company. They basically take your entire vehicle apart, like yeah. they take the whole shell off, and they spray everything that can be sprayed with essentially like a Line X, so that you, it's armor coating. Like you're never gonna rust out your vehicle. challenge right? yeah. accepted. <laughs> so it's, it's a pretty cool product. It's, a, it's way pricier than, like, your traditional undercoat, obviously, sure. right? Uh, but if you want to keep your vehicle for a long time, these are the guys to go to. Nice. Um, so anyways, I had been in discussion with these guys, and then we got our hands on this you know, old hash truck. And uh, so I reached out to them and they got super stoked about it. I sent them the pictures and I sent them like a full walk around video. And they're like basically begging me to work on this project because nice. it's such a good marketing for them because they're yeah. big on Instagram and stuff. Right? Sure. So they're like... They're like, we'll do anything to kind of help you out uh, nice. and make sure that, A, it's within budget and it meets your needs. But essentially what we're going to do with this truck, because we're going to be using it as a work truck, right? Yeah. We're going to peel everything off, get it sprayed, armor-coated, uh, and they're going to do all the outside. They do all the vinyl work, and nice. they also do all the logos and stuff too. So they're basically going to do the whole truck for us. That's right. interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the, the drink, from what I understand, the, the, like the alcohol industry, it's hard to crack, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we all know the restaurant industry, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm I'm, I'm 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 no expert in the, the industry, but we all know the the margins. It's it's difficult. I've heard as well, the alcohol industry is also really hard to crack because there's, yeah. there's a lot of red tape, there's a lot of this that and the other thing. So like,
1: why why the industry? Well, the the interesting thing about the space that we're going to be occupying is. It's kind of a middle space, so it's similar to it's similar to the wedding industry where, yeah. um, you know, let's just use Jawad. Jawad's getting married. Oh, congrats, buddy! Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. Don't tell my wife that she's yeah, hearing this. <laughs> Jawad's just found a mistress and he's getting married. No, no. no, no. So, so let's just use Jawad. He, he he's decided. Okay, I'm getting married and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have an open bar wedding. Um, so he reaches out to either a hall or a caterer. Sure. The caterer or the hall will usually put it on the client, Jawad, to get the liquor license. Right? Yeah. Then Jawad goes out, gets the liquor, and then all they have to do is provide the bartenders. Right? right. No different. So Jawad wants me to go, come to his place or a special event or his hall or whatever with my equipment and with my bartenders. Great. Where's your liquor license? Provide me the keg. I will hook it up. I will serve it. So I stay out of that piece of it. is selling an experience. Right? Correct. So it's it's a service, right? So I probably could start dabbling into providing that as a service. Hey, listen, I'll I'll handle all the liquor licensing. Do I want to? I don't know. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze there. Um, But the business model today is no different than any other kind of event. And that's, you know, customers are usually used to that where they have to get their own liquor license for their own event. Yeah. Right. So where I'm going to make things easier is going to be one of my partnerships with the breweries. Yeah. So because it's not typical to get a keg, right? Like at a wedding, you're typically not going to buy kegs. What you're sure. typically buying is like bottles and expensive, cans and things Expensive like cases of beer. Exactly. Yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have preferred pricing lists with all the local breweries. Because one of our main missions is to support local. Um, so wherever your event is uh, in Southwestern Ontario, we've already started building really strong connections with the breweries. Um, we're gonna have a price list for whatever kegs they have on top. And we're gonna encourage our customers to go and, and, and grab that keg, right? And then at that point, we just hook it up and we're good to go. That's nice because now you are essentially selling an experience. Yeah. Like this is a
2: differentiating factor. It's not, it's not necessarily about the beer or the, or the drink or anything, you're, right. you're sort of combining that experience aspect to it with the supporting the local aspect to it and you're offering something that's you don't see in the southwestern region of Ontario. You might see in Downtown Toronto, for example, exactly. that you don't really see over here. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the nice that's the nice part about it.
1: And there are for sure, like to be like fully clear, there there's a few companies that do exactly what I'm doing really well in the GTA. Yeah. But there's nobody in London providing that yeah. service, yeah. right? So uh, they will come down to London, but now the London client's paying a premium for mileage. Right? Exactly. So exactly. it's not ideal if you're a London client to spend that money sure. on that service, right? Yeah. So we're filling a need in southwestern Ontario that hasn't been met yet. Nice. Yeah. yeah it's
2: cool. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah.
1: drink, but I might use it for pop. Yeah, yeah. You can use it for whatever you want, or even like kombucha, right? Like that's like another big thing right now is kombucha. Have you heard? You sorry, like you've said it now like three. Four I times. was gonna say <laughs> the, the exact same I'm, going, thing. I'm like, what? What? Is, what the hell is kombucha? I don't really. Know. You guys don't both don't know what kombucha is. Nope. No. No. Nope. It's essentially fermented tea. So it's like it. It's a, it's an herbal drink. Okay. Um, and it's, I thought got, you said it
0: had to be carbonated. Is it carbonated?
1: It's carbonated. Oh. Yeah. So it, it goes through a, a very similar process to, 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 beer, like a fermentation process, but there's, there's no alcohol. Um, and, and it's usually, uh, it's usually bubbly. It's usually carbonated hmm. and it has, kombucha has a lot of medicinal properties. Um, so it, I don't quote me on this. I believe it stems from India uh, and it's it, it's a drink that like I mean every tea has like sure. medicinal properties like sure. that you can point to. Kombucha is no different, right? So they start mixing all the different you know like ginger and yeah. you know citrus and all these different uh, herbs to give you a medicinal property drink that is also delicious and bubbly, <laughs> right? So that's kind of what yes. the idea yeah. But it comes in kegs, right? So that's why I keep I keep pointing to kombucha because when these guys are doing their their thing. Um, you can, you can get a keg of it and you can pour it on tap, right? Nice. Yeah. Does it have that's any, is it almost like um, fruity at all? Cause that would be a nice summer. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah. You yeah? can, you can get some that's more like herbal and then you can get some oh. all the way up to like, a, yeah, like if, it's, a, if
0: it's cold on ice, like that'd yeah. be a nice
1: yeah. summer drink. You can get like a guava or whatever. You can get basically anything. If you Google kombucha, there's probably 10,000 options just in Canada. Nice. It's blown up. There's actually a kombucha right at like right in front of Kellogg's. You know where that little coffee shop opened up uh, right in front of Kellogg's? No. It's right bes- literally right beside that Vietnamese restaurant. On, okay. On yep. Yeah. 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 So there was a cot like a uh, you know a, a little cutesy coffee shop right beside there. There uh, it's called Bouch, Booch B O O C H I believe, uh, and they do in house kombucha you can you can get growlers of it nice yeah so is next that, time
2: next time i take you out when going over there yeah sure yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: is
1: that where you like where do you get kegs of this stuff from yeah you Does can get it right from booch yeah oh really yeah huh i would i would imagine i'm assuming i haven't reached out to them yet <laughs> but i would i would assume if they sell it in growlers it's they have it on tap right so like i would assume that they've got it hooked up to a keg yeah
0: touche mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. learn something new yeah yeah so I think we uh, we jump into some rapid fires because um, Are we gonna put him on the spot. Well, I mean, we throw him on the spot, throw him, throw some questions his way. I think we're uh, like I mean, I think we, we we certainly have talks. Obviously, enough. I think we've gathered what the business does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's a unique experience. It's you can have some friends and family over. You can buy a couple of two fours or a couple of champagne bottles, throw them yeah. on ice, and away you go. Or you can spend a couple of extra bucks and have it catered and have that special event memorable. We've gone to the party. Our, you know, our, our old neighbors, they did the exact same thing. They rented, it was a champagne card and yep. we inquired about it because we were, it was kind of cool. It was like yeah. this cool champagne card. It was like this whole thing. They had people serving you and it's like, you feel like you're catered to and the overall experience for them was great. And it, like the cost wasn't absurd. Yeah. So it got us thinking as well. Yeah. And
1: like it was I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. And I think that's what it is, right? So th- the reality is is London um, we have we have folks in London that have some disposable income and we've all done the same thing over and over again when it comes to our parties, and even myself included, which is one of the reasons I got interested in doing it, is I had gotten to a point where I think Katrina and I were playing in uh, Katrina's my wife. I think we were planning an anniversary party and I was like, oh, you know what would be cool to get a flare bartender for uh, <laughs> for like one of our events. And like even if it's for an hour, right? Yeah. Just cause it's cool, they like they throw the bottles in the air, they do their thing, right? It's a it's a nice it's a nice ad. I was like, I'd be willing to pay a couple hundred bucks for that, right? Just to give our, our guests a good experience. I kid you not, I could not find anybody in London that does it. And that's where the mobile bars and entertainment piece comes in. So let me ask you this. Um,
2: Regular person would go buy a keg or buy something and just, you know, pay a bartender and then serve liquor the old school way, the boring way, let I just just call it, right? Um, How much more is it to spruce it up using what you you offer, right? So essentially what I'm trying to get at is, is it really that much more expensive to get the added benefit of
1: an experience to go along with it? You mean like in, in relation to if you were to just hire a, yeah. a, a bartender? Sure. Yeah, like I mean from what I understand in terms of if you're going to have a private party at a, at, a, at a residence and you want a bartender to just serve the liquor for you, you're looking at anywhere from 20 to $30 an hour plus tips. Okay. That's essentially kind of the going rate for a bartender. Right. So yeah, there's gonna be a premium to have the equipment there and to have beer on draft. And for those that like are beer drinkers, beer on draft is a better quality product, right? Like it's absolutely it just it, it it's better beer. Right. So you're paying for both the better quality product, the service and the ambiance of having that kind of equipment in your atmosphere. And what we've tried to do is make that equipment kind of be like a photo op, like a focal point of your, of your event. Right. So, um, I mean, it depends like anywhere like from our bar carts, which are like the dry carts, you're looking at maybe like, 150 200 bucks to add that to the event Mm -hmm. um and we we don't necessarily need to be there for that like you don't need a tap tender that can just be like a nice photo op for you right right? uh and then like the tap carts you're looking anywhere from it it is a premium right you're like in the three to four hundred dollar range to rent it for the evening for the night uh and then if you want tap tenders you know that there would be that additional um similar to what a a bartender would cost you today uh, and then when you move into the tap truck, uh, obviously that's the premium uh, the premium rental and you're, you're going to be over, over $1,000 yeah. uh, as a rental for that.
2: But I mean it's not – it doesn't break the bank. Like it's not that no. much more. If you're doing an event, you might as well add a nice little touch to it. You know what I mean? That's what I mean,
1: right? Like if you're at a point where you're like, hey, I'm going to be spending – I'm going to be providing the alcohol for my guests, right? Yeah. And I'm going to be spending, you know, whatever, uh, $200, 300 bucks to add the extra – two, three hundred bucks on top of that. You know, I mean, I would do it personally for events that I've had. As I look back at, like, the events that I've had over the last, you know, two, three years, there's events where I would have definitely spent that money just to have that experience for my guests. And I've looked into it, and I just couldn't find the service. So I was like, somebody needs to fill this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if I'm thinking it, there's got to be other people thinking it as well. Right? Yeah.
0: It's not about buying the alcohol and just letting people figure it out. Especially, like, for certain events. When you're having... Let's say you're having a large gathering for um, a ten year wedding anniversary or something. Because you know, triangular, like we had to do it ourselves and we were trying to figure it out. There's one thing to say: okay, we're just going to get some some beer and some stuff, and and it's going to be taken care of for your friends and family. The other component you have to consider is that you guys are licensed, like you guys have your liquor licenses, and your individuals were not drinking and serving. So you have twenty, thirty, forty, fifty people at your home or wherever you are, and it's like I mean there's something to be said about keeping an eye on people as they're drinking at sure. something that you're providing as well yep. and having somebody there who's serving the, like the, it's, it's a cool thing to talk about people are being served and you get like some you know some beer that you may not always tried and you get like the conversations going with the individuals but then you also have people who are being responsible yep. right and like you said you don't have to be there but the nice thing is you guys being there and taking care of the event means the people like myself who are renting your services or paying for your services, it's, you set up, you leave, you take care of it from start to finish, I don't have to worry about the in, in between.
1: So here's the here's the other benefit that I would say doesn't get talked enough about in this industry of why would you do something like this? So Colin and I have been friends for two decades nearly, right? And we've hosted crazy amounts of parties. But between us. <laughs> Between us. Um, I don't know if that's allowed to be said on party. This yeah, I don't know if that's allowed to be said on this podcast. When I say parties, I mean like more get togethers. But we both know as homeowners, when you're the host of a party, you're doing all the work, right? Like you're doing all the cleanup. So it's it's hard to relax and have a good time at your own party yeah. when you know you're doing all the cleanup, you're providing all the service, right? So that's the other added benefit of, of having this. Not only do have kind of tap tenders and like a really cool experience for your guests? they're not just standing there idle right like they're making sure that things are moving smoothly, and as the host, you can then do what a host is supposed to do and interact with your guests right yeah which is it takes some of the pressure valve off of the off of the host, which I think is like i I think it's really important especially for me right like I know that I can't relax unless I know everybody's like. Having a yeah. time, everybody's yeah. had a drink. Everybody's got like knows where everybody is, right, or where everything is. So this allows me to say, "Hey, listen, I've hired people. They've got this. I right. can just have fun at my sure. own party, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Which, which I think is important, right? And in uh, to me, I, I, it's hard to put a dollar figure on that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Right, uh, and I still think, like,
0: I, I want to circle back again because I think it's like maybe something that might be overlooked a lot. But like for me, the thing that keeps ringing as value, it's Having a third party taking care of the drinks but also being those that will keep an eye on your guests if needed it's well, like for sure you ha- you can't serve leg- legally you can't serve if like you're noticing that hey you know this guy's come back and he's had like multiple drinks and it's it's difficult at your own house event when you've got so many people sure nobody wants that guy going yeah. streaking in the middle of a party
1: well that's the thing right <laughs> we're, we're fully insured everybody that's going to be working these parties has their um, has their smart serve um, so from a from a liability perspective right um, you are you know you are making sure that you're doing the right thing and you do due, due diligence as the as the party host knowing that people aren't being overserved right so um, I think that that is a, an important an important factor and a value a value add the other thing that is like uh, not really well known. It's like if you, even if you're hosting, you know, a big a big event at your personal residence, and you've got bartenders and you've got taps and things, you actually don't need a liquor license, um, unless you're doing it outside of your personal residence. So if you're doing, yeah, if you're doing something like at an event hall, then yeah, absolutely, you need to you need to get a liquor license. And if you're selling liquor, um, then yeah, you need to get a liquor license. But if you're providing the alcohol to your guests. Free of charge, uh, and you know the then you don't. It's yeah. a, it absolutely falls within within you know your your rights as a homeowner to have that party and not have a liquor license. Interesting, yeah.
0: Well, let's uh, let's let's jump into those uh, those those questions. We like to absolutely grill our yeah, our guests, like put, put you on the spot, okay. and yeah, yeah you, you have to the answer. Their, Right. Pretty, they're, they're very cliche is there, is, is, is there, is there <laughs> what's your favorite color well I, I
2: i've been trying to tell but oh I don't know yeah that. yeah it's not a visual
0: podcast but joel has some very
1: unique socks yeah um, i've got some dancing bears on my socks oh is that what those are yeah yeah they're dancing bears with like uh some technicolor going on <laughs> yeah i don't know what that <laughs> yeah. is but yeah okay um yeah i mean blue i guess when i was a kid but oh, I, was saying, uh, I, was, I was totally kidding we're not we're not <laughs> okay. I, no, I nobody on the right. podcast care what your color is oh, okay right. i thought you were gonna actually ask me these <laughs> no, like, weird silly little questions no, i love no, this this no, is hilarious uh, yeah.
0: when you were a kid what did you want to be when you grew
2: up <laughs> and, i don't know
1: maybe you guys had a spiel I, I, I i'm gonna be honest i haven't listened to the first four podcasts well we're not gonna post this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Until you go back and listen, we're gonna quiz you. Uh, yeah, there you go. No, question number one, my man, is what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? The best piece
1: of advice I've ever gotten It was likely for me. I'm sure I said something smart at some point in time. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good off. So my grade nine basketball coach um, took me aside one time, and he he made a statement that stuck with me for the rest of my life. I don't know why it did. But he said, you can't fly like an eagle if you hang around with turkeys. Um, and nice. it, was a very, it was very powerful. Uh, and from that moment on, I really tried to surround myself uh, with people that were aligned with my values and with my work ethic and with where I wanted to go. Um, and I feel like as I look around at my own group of friends. All I'm hearing is he's calling me an eagle i was i was waiting for him to finish
2: i was waiting for him to finish to say colin is patting himself on the back right now i
1: (laughs) I mean you are the mayor of talva village (laughs) (laughs) yeah unproclaimed (laughs) unvoted uh, for for whatever listeners are out there that that's that's my own opinion because i know that colin's been super involved and he should take it as a compliment not as a diss it's absolutely it's, a compliment. yeah. It's been a fun one. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we can so we either we take uh, a talent that you don't have or a skill set that you don't have that wish that you wish you did. Being taller is not. Gone. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: I,
1: I always wished I could sing. Oh, I yeah I yeah. Could, yeah. Like I always like. It, I mean, I think most people probably do wish that they could be you know singer like have that level of talent so no, no, i, not in the I mean i feel like i'm not <laughs> terrible but i probably am but but i feel like i you know that would be a skill that i would love to have and also i never played an instrument like i'm not musical i'm, I'm terribly coordinated when it comes to like musical instruments and stuff like that So no sports but yeah yeah <laughs> what, what i didn't know of, this was like the chirping one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah I yeah. Well, so, like so, to get yeah uh, we like to get yeah So, yeah, maybe a musical instrument or like singing that would be that would have been interesting. Okay, love it. Mm -hmm. Last question, yes. Uh, what's the
2: one movie that it doesn't matter when, where, if you see it on TV, you're
1: sitting down to watch it? Oh, I've got a few of those. All right, let's. let's I smell everybody has like the one, but can I rattle off like a top three? Go for it. No, just just let them. No, no beer no beer for you after this. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if I'm going to point to one, it's got to be Scarface. That's like my number one that like yeah. I will not change the channel. I will watch it all the time. It's like the most quotable movie. I think it's got the most – it had the record at, at one point for the most swears in like a whole movie like ever. <laughs> I don't know if it's been broken or not, but Al Pacino just kills it in that movie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a good flick. It's an absolute classic. Yeah. I've got a couple more, but apparently I'm not allowed to share them. Okay. give cool. us number two. Out of interest, uh, three hundred. Oh, nice. really? Yeah, three three hundred. It's, it's not like I mean it's a good movie. I don't I don't know if it would ever make a top three for me. Uh, three hundred and Gladiator. So those are like Gladiator, three hundred, and yeah. Shadowface but so
0: so Joel Joel's a historian.
1: Yeah, um, history. Major, the master. whole... Master, major... <laughs> I, I don't vocal. think you call someone with a master as a master, but you can, and I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You can call me Master Joel anytime. <laughs> yeah. and same, we, same way you call someone with a doctor, doctor, right? right yeah, you know
2: yeah, what? You I call me know.
0: an eagle, I'll call you Master. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good train. I'll call right. you eagle if you call me master. <laughs> eagle Dombruskas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What, what do, do I get called? Call? Let's not talk about... Just we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll sign off for today. Talk about Anyways. That.
0: Um, yeah, Joel, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Anybody that wants to check Joel out, I will, um, we'll, we'll certainly, um, post the, the Instagram. You guys are on Instagram yeah. and Facebook, correct? Yeah. So check them out. They got some pretty cool stuff upcoming, reach out to Joel for any future bookings or questions. Um, anybody else that is still listening, we know that there are a few of you that, uh, that maintain on into the last few moments. Um, Please reach out, we have a couple more bookings in the next uh, one to two weeks. We're still looking for more Talbot villagers to come on, um, whether you're a business owner or um, even an industry professional. So somebody that's got a lot of industry knowledge within um, your area of expertise, we'd love to have you on and uh, to the next.